This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Yelton, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep, deep, diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General John McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. Hey everybody, welcome in. It's the Utopia Football Podcast, our first episode of the holiday week here, the 4th of July week. Big happy 4th of July to all of you. For the next couple of weeks, John and I are going to be doing some previews of the upcoming season, mostly Texans, some NFL as well, um, here over the next couple of weeks. And before you know it, once those two weeks are over, we're a week out from training camp. So we are almost through, uh, John, what they what they called in, in our show Game of Thrones. We're almost through the long night here uh, of the game, offseason. Game of Thrones. Game, John, the game. Um, so let's do this one, John. This, this episode, we're going to do a preview of the Texans offensively this year. Different facets of it. F- the four most important players, the good and the bad, Achilles heels, secret weapons, and then what the biggest question we each feel is for the offense this year, John. So why don't we do the four most important players, and we'll do it with these caveats. One – Non-C.J. Stroud. I think we can all agree that C.J. Stroud is maybe the most important player in the entire building over there, depending on how he does. So for offense, we'll do it dueling piano style, John, back and forth. Uh, the four most important players for the Texans offense, the four horsemen, if you will, of the Texans offense um, this year, non-C.J. Stroud category. And I'll let you go first, my friend. Thank you very much. It's an easy one. It's uh, running back Damian Pierce, the second season because of running game can be a quarterback's best friend, especially a young, inexperienced quarterback. He needs a running game. He doesn't need the pressure on him every play. Pierce has got uh, Devin Singletary there to take some weight off of his shoulders. So I think Pierce is the most important player because he can control the ball, help keep uh, their defense fresh. So I'd start with Damian Pierce. Do you think he'll touch the ball, touch the ball more this year, John, or less than – Last year, given that Devin Singletary, I agree with you on Pierce. He's clearly their number one running back. What do you think the presence of Devin Singletary does to Pierce's usage this year? Well, more important is the presence of Bobby Slowick, the new coordinator. It came from the 49ers when they run first and foremost. Everything works off their running game. So I think the split's going to be like 60-40. To me, there's no use to put Pierce in the game when it's a passing situation. He he can catch the ball, but he averaged five yards of catch last year. They don't need him taking any more hits than he's going to take, especially with his rough style of running. So I think it's going to be a 60-40, and whether he touches it more, I'm going to say yes, since he missed all of four games and almost all of a fifth. Yeah, you know, I meant on a per-game basis, but that's a fair point, The missing the four games. And I think, John, I think he's going to take less punishment this year. I, you know, the, the, the whole offense was such a cluster bleep last year. 
I think the I think they're going to you know be able to scheme some more things to get him you know that one cut and then there's some open field there. I think he's going to see a lot more open field than he did last year. It's hard to see less than he did last year. Um, well, one thing is when he hits the open field, he doesn't look for the open field. He looks for somebody to run over. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, he's got to stop doing that. <laughs> um, all right, I'll do. I'll go next here. Four most important players offensively for the Texans. I think their best player as far as the league looking at this team, would be Laramie Tunsil, the left tackle. He was paid as such for the second time in his career. He becomes the highest-paid offensive lineman in football. He's definitely a first-team All-Pro when it comes to the business side of things at the NFL. Um, and uh, and I think, you know, Laramie had a great season last year, John. I think, you know, he allowed one sack. I think getting him locked in and doing some of the other things they did on the offensive line is really going to help C.J. Stroud. And, and, you know, for C.J. Stroud to have that guy – watching his blind side when we're not sure yet what CJ Stroud is in terms of the ability to, to maneuver and improvise and, and work the pocket. He didn't have to do a ton of that at Ohio state because they were so much better than everybody they played. The one time he did have to do it was against Georgia and he was great at it. So I'm, enth- you know, I'm, I'm optimistic about that, but I love, uh, I love the presence of Laramie Tunsil. I love kind of the, what he sort of evolved into in in the building over there. Like he was a guy when they when Deshaun Watson was asking out and everybody else is jumping off the ship, I thought Tunsil would be the next one. It is amazing what $25 a year can do for you as far as uh you know feeling great about things moving forward. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, in the previous contract, he was the highest paid offensive lineman in history. And this one, he's the highest paid offensive lineman in history. Pro Football Focus says Tunsil was the highest graded offensive lineman in the NFL last season, not just tackles when it came to run, I mean, to pass protection. Pass protection. You know, yeah. He's never been big on run blocking and uh, kind of like a cornerback that covers great but doesn't stop the run like uh, Deion Sanders. But uh, at, with the emphasis now, everybody has to run block. Everybody does. Wideouts, tight ends, uh, running backs, everybody, depending on who carries the ball. And I think Laramie uh, it will be good enough as a run blocker and outstanding as a pass protector between him and Damian Pierce helping out a rookie quarterback. Uh, I think that's going to be tremendous for Stroud. All right, four most important players on offense. So we've got two, Damian Pierce and Laramie Tunsil. John, you're next. Tight end Dalton Schultz. Uh, Schultz uh, signed a one-year deal for $9 million. That means they're going to get the very best out of him because he's looking for a big payday. The uh, Cowboys had to uh, franchise Tony Pollard instead of Schultz for a second time, so he took off. You know, he's a really good receiver. He's shown that. He started slow in his career. Then he developed 
And uh, I think for a quarterback who's going to throw a lot of short and intermediate passes, I think Schultz may be as maybe end up with more catches than anybody. Although I do think Robert Woods will be the go-to receiver. All right, uh, John, a last one here for most important player. And I say most important, you know, I think there's it's a combination of probably important and good, you know, like Juice Scruggs is an important player for this team. I wouldn't Absolutely. put him on a list, a list like this um, yet. He hasn't played a snap. It came down to two for me here, John, and they're both guys that you think are going to be captains on this team next year. Robert Woods, wide receiver, and Shaq Mason, the guard, I think are both going to be incredibly important. I'll go with I'll go with Woods just so we're attacking a different position group here since we already hit offensive line with Laramie Tunsil. Um, but I think Robert Woods, I think the leadership that he's providing, that is a young, young, young receiving core that they've got. Because um, I think Nico Collins, third-year guy, John Mechie, really a rookie. You know, he's been in the building for a year, but he's not played a snap of football. And then, obviously, the two rookies. So, I think are both going to – Tank Dell is going to make the team, obviously. And then Xavier Hutchinson, I think, will make the team, too. Although, you got Noah Brown in the mix as well. They've got six or seven bodies, a wide receiver. So, we'll see what happens. But Robert Woods, the combination of leadership. I think Robert Woods has a chip on his shoulder to get back to some of the numbers he feels he's capable of. I think his – Signing in Tennessee last year really did a, did, a, did a number on his numbers last year. That was not a good passing offense last year. And I think maybe most importantly, similar to what you talked about with Tunsil, Robert Wood's willingness to block on the edge and be a, a, a willing blocker in the run game in this offense, I think is going to be a big, big key. So I'll go as the fourth most important slash best offensive player, Robert Wood's wide receiver. Woods was playing great for the Rams and he blew out his knee. So he signs with Tennessee. He was not the same player first year back, and now he's all the way back. The coaches love Woods. He he talks to offensive players. He talks to defensive players, and they love everything about him. He spends a lot of time with C.J. Stroud. That's why I was saying I think he'll be the go-to receiver in clutch situations because Stroud will have a really good rapport with him off the field, which means he's going to trust him a lot. So I think Woods is a – Really, really good one. And you know what? Really the most important player outside of Stroud is Juice Drugs because we know what we're getting from Tunsil. You know what you're getting from from Damian uh, 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 Pierce. Damian and you know what you're going to get from Shaq Mason. Yep. Juice Scruggs better produce when he gets in. You don't trade up into the second round for a center and not play him. Well, and they're operating without a net there. It's not as though he's coming in and he's they drafted him to replace some veteran that's on his last legs and you know or mentor him or anything like that. I mean, if it, if it ain't him, it's Scott Quesenberry, you know, like it. So who was bad last year? So and I, I bet Quesenberry doesn't even make the team. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that actually. Um, all right, John. Next category: offense. We're previewing the Texans' offense. What is the Achilles? If there's an Achilles heel on this offense, and I know it's not a great offense to begin with. But the Achilles heel on this offense, if you had to pick one. Same thing it's been. It's the offensive line. They've got a fourth coach in four years, which is pathetic. That instability is just preposterous. And Chris Strasser came from Colts. Maybe he's the guy now. And But the offensive line in general, they got to stay healthy. They've got to produce as run blockers, and they've got to be good across the board pass protection because of a rookie quarterback. So to me, until they prove otherwise, it's the O-line. Yeah, I'm with you. I would say, it's, and if I had to narrow it down, I would say the interior of the O-line ahead of the, the edges there with Kenyon Green and Juice Scruggs. Shaq Mason will be a nice addition, I think. 
Um, if I had to add one onto that, John, I would say maybe the health of Nico Collins. You know, I think Nico, they're really, if you look at this receiving group, they're on paper really relying a lot on Nico Collins to be that big body red zone kind of guy. They don't have anybody else on the roster with any experience that matches his kind of combination of, of, of size and catch radius and things like that. He's been an injury prone player the first two years of his career. I don't think that's an unfair label given that he's played 24, he's played 24 games of football, John, since the end of 2019, because he missed that year of COVID in 2020. He skipped football altogether in 2020. It's one of the reasons he probably fell to the third round. So I think Nico Collins, if Nico Collins doesn't stay healthy, boy, you are really out on a limb as far as what you're relying on in that receiving core to get the job done. Nico makes just enough big plays in training camp to get people fired up. It's like you get a, 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 a pie and you get a bite of it and it's great. And then they pull it away and you can't have it anymore. That's right. That's right. Got to keep an eye on Noah Brown from the Cowboys, 6'2", 225, had a great offseason program. He did. He did. He had numbers similar to Robert Woods had in Tennessee. I mean, he had about like 40 or 50 catches last year. Noah Brown did. Um, all right, John, so we got Achilles heel. Let's go to the other side, something maybe we feel a little better about. Secret weapon. What's a secret weapon for the Texans this year? I was going to say Noah Brown, but I just talked to him. So I'm going to say Tank Dell. Mm-hmm. Tank Dell, third-round pick from U of H, 5'8", 165. He's going to be a fan favorite. Same he was as Cougar. He can play in the slot, and he can return. And he's dynamic, and he's so quick. He's like a gnat. So I can't wait to see Tank Dell when they're doing the joint practices and start the preseason games. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dell would have been mine too, so I'll go a little different. And by the way, if we're throwing rookie receivers in there, people really like Xavier Hutchinson around the league for a sixth-round guy also. But I would say, John, secret weapon for me, if it's not going to be Tank Dell, I'll go last year's fifth-round pick, Tegan Catoriano, the tight end out of Oregon State, who, I mean, only seven catches last year, but those seven catches, he showed some good variety as to what he can do, good athleticism, ability to kind of hit that seam. And then the two touchdowns he had, which were contested catches in the red zone, he was drafted for his blocking ability, which will get put to much better use in this offense than it got put to use in whatever it was Pep Hamilton was doing last year. Um, So Tegan Catoriano, his ability to block – I think there'll be. I think his styles will be very complementary with Dalton Schultz as far as a tight end tandem goes for this team. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see again. This is an offense where 
we watched it with Gary Kubiak. He he schemes a lot of guys open in this offense. You know what I mean? There, I'm, all those years where Owen Daniels and Andre Johnson are just running free because you're running a boot to one side and coming back the other way. Um, Katoriano flashed enough things last year to where I'm really intrigued to see where this goes in year two. And if it goes somewhere really, really good, then I'm not as nervous that it's only a one-year deal with Dalton Schultz. And if it doesn't, then who knows? Maybe Dalton Schultz winds up staying here. But I'll go Teague and Katoriano tight end. That's a good one. They like him a lot. Great size. And he runs better than a lot of people thought. Had a really good offseason program. Most guys make their biggest improvement between the first and second season. So they got some guys that need to do that. And he's unheralded. But what little he got to play last year, he produced. I can't wait to see him. Uh, when he's when he's healthy, now that he's got the year of experience because they do like him. Yep. All right, last one, John. Biggest question heading into training camp on the offensive side of the ball. On the offensive side of the ball, to me, the biggest question, other than C.J. Stroud, has got to be the one who just talked about the offensive line, specifically center. Uh, Quisenberry played, started 16 games after Justin Britt took a hike and he never officially retired, but he went home, and uh, he's retired, and he stepped in, and uh, the best thing you can say about him is he played every game, but they traded up in the second round for Juice Scruggs, and he's going to play, and when he plays, you got two rookies, and he's going to have to do really, really well. He's got to make sure the snaps are good. He makes the calls. Uh, If they didn't think he could handle it, they wouldn't have – they wouldn't have put him in that situation. I could come up with five questions about C.J. Stroud. You're absolutely right. You know, what, what's an acceptable season? Uh, when, when does he win the job? You know, the, all those things. As far as non-Stroud stuff goes, biggest question for me is who's going to lead this team in receiving? I think you can make a case for five different guys leading this team in catches or yards or, you know, or both. You know, Robert Woods, if he catches the – fire that he had back at towards the end before the knee injury in, in LA. He's a good bet to do that. If Nico Collins can stay healthy for a whole year, I think he's a good bet to do that. Hell tank Dell led the nation in receiving at the university of Houston. If they turn him into a miniature version of Debo Samuel, where he's a guy that gets the ball in his hands. And and I'm talking about leading the league. I'm just talking about leading the Houston Texans in receiving yards. And then who knows if Dalton Schultz becomes a security blanket to where he's getting 80 or 90 catches he might threaten 900 to a thousand yards. Who knows? Um, so I think there's, uh, you know, and then John Mechie, you know, the slot, you know, if, if, if they utilize the slot guy there and Mechie's healthy. Um, so I think there's a handful of guys you can make a case for. And I'll be really curious to see who is the guy that Stroud, maybe that's the bigger question is like who becomes Stroud's DeAndre Hopkins. You like his security blanket when you, when you got to have it. Well, we'll find that out in 2024. I think it'll be Schultz or Woods. Collins can't stay healthy. It'd be too much to ask Mechie to come back from a torn ACL and leukemia to to be that guy. Tank's a rookie, and you know what they think about rookies, so I think it's safe to say your guy Woods or my guy Schultz. There you go. All right. Um, So that's it. That's our preview, quick preview, quick thumbnail sketch, if you will of the uh, Texans offense and uh, training camp begins in just uh, just a few weeks. Last week of July is uh, when the uh, the heat is on out of Texans training camp. John, I enjoyed that as always. I, I, I did too. Thank you very much. And I uh, can't wait till we do some more. Us too. Yeah, we're going to do a few more of these for sure. We're going to get you ready for Texan season and the NFL season here over the next couple of weeks. Big thanks to our producer, James Jackson, for producing this episode and all of our episodes and making sure it gets out to you again. 
Odyssey app or wherever it is you get your podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button. And that makes sure that you don't have to do anything to get our podcast. The less you have to work to get this, the better it is. Tell a friend. We appreciate you tuning in. It's going to be a fun season of Texans football, and we want you to be on this ride with us. It is the Utopia Football Podcast for John McClain and James Jackson. I'm Sean Pendergast. We are out of time. We will see you a little later this week, a defensive preview coming up later this week on the Utopia Football Podcast.